The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 131, recorded February 3rd, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast podcasting team. The other person is... Michael Diaz, the other half of the podcasting team, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? Uh, life. Still <laughs> working from home. Still working from home. I worked from home yesterday and today because of some snow event that didn't really happen north of 96, but thank God I don't want it anyways. Well, like if you were in Lansing, though, you got like dumped on. Right, right. We we finally got we finally got a little bit of reprieve. Anybody else got what, gets what we usually get. It's weird how it kind of went in this diagonal through like that part of the state because like we didn't get hit and Detroit didn't get hit. Right. Lansing got nailed. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, their turn. We have Super Bowl players. We're not a sports broadcast, but uh, I had to throw on my Rams hat that I got just so uh, Matt Stafford does well. There we go. There you go. Go Rams. It's the closest. What was it? Uh, um, the meme is uh, Matthew Stafford and Eminem are performing. You know, Eminem's at the Super Bowl. This is the closest Detroit will ever get to a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, it's in the furthest part of the country, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, man. So, I mean, nothing else other than that. I'm getting ready for football. I, I, I do enjoy football. But, uh, again, it's not a sports podcast. We won't get into that. We do have a little bit of news this week for the KyberCast. Uh, Michael, mostly you here. But go ahead. Let's see what you put in here, my friend. Well, did you watch the trailer for the Netflix 2022 movies? I didn't get a chance to uh, to get to that. Oh, it's uh, – wow. I, I – mean, Netflix, let's face it, with with like Disney, you know, all the Marvel and Star Wars movies go there. You know, Warner Brothers, everything goes to HBO Max. Anything coming to Paramount is going to go to Paramount Plus. You get it, right? All right. So, that's, that's how they're all doing it. Right. So Netflix is not getting the big movies like they used to. So, But they, they saw, you know, years ago when all these other, you know, streaming services were starting to talk about happening. Netflix dumped a ton of money into original films. And they're getting it back because I got my email saying my subscription is now fifteen forty nine a month. Yep, same here. <laughs> so <laughs> they, didn't pay, they didn't pay for it, Michael. We paid for it. Well, yes, we paid for it. But they've kept it as a service that is worth keeping around, in my opinion. So far. So far. We I just mean, watched what, uh, Michelle. And I just watched the girl in the house looking across the woman in the window thing with <laughs> the parody show or whatever. It's really good, really fun. I, you I guys might enjoy. It yet, it. But, you guys might enjoy it. I think it'd be. A, it's a fun little couple thing to watch. It's good. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I, I, before we get into all the genre stuff, Netflix is you right. know showed in their little trailer. Netflix is good at surviving because they realize because they already have and they realize they have a global reach. 
Like, yeah, they've already got the licensing of it around the world. Like HBO doesn't yet, and right. Well, that's you know, yeah. On top of that, they're they're producing Spanish language shows. Yeah, they're producing uh, German language shows. Yeah. Um, we watched uh, what Indian Matchmaker or something like that. Like we watched (laughs) it. It's all in English, and we actually really enjoyed it. But you know, the focus audience is not people in the U.S. It's for India. The fact that people in the U.S. enjoyed it and watched it. It was just bonus to them. So, not geek stuff at all. But, I did want to highlight, so Netflix released a trailer today. They're doing the same thing that they promised for 2021, which was one new Netflix movie a week. It's a lot. Every week of 2022. So, 52. Now, mind you, some of these are like, you know, Tall Girl 2, Right. If you saw Tall Girl One, I don't even know what that is. Tall Girl Two, I kind of prefer yeah. like the short girl. I'm not very tall. <laughs> nice, <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to highlight. So if you get a chance, uh, I don't know if it's there yet, but by the time you listen to this broadcast, um, it will be on our uh, in our social media the the trailer for the 2022 films. I just want to highlight a few of them because they of those 52 movies, mm-hmm. a fair number of them are genre films. So we get. Coming out soon is The Gray Man. Have you heard of this film? Nope. I've heard of nothing that's on the list. Okay. So. <laughs> I'll be fast. Gray Man uh, stars Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, okay. I've heard something yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, Ryan Gosling's a CIA operative, yada, yada, yada. It's kind of like an American Bond type film, but it's directed by the Russo brothers. Oh, well, there you go. This is their original thing. Um the Adam Project, that comes out next month. It's another Ryan Gosling film, which, if you saw Red Notice, it was fun. Right? Absolutely. Did you see it? I enjoyed it. Very much. I, uh, I have to admit, the last couple of Ryan Reynolds, even Free Guy, which was not a Netflix film, but even Free Guy, I really enjoyed that too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I waited so long to see it. I thoroughly enjoyed that film. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, Adam Project is another film with him. Mark Ruffalo, a bunch of other people, um, where basically he plays a guy who t- travels back in time to help his younger self and his father solve some kind of problem of some sort, yada, 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 and his father's dead in the future, so whatever. Um, let's see what else. Day Shift, starring Jamie Foxx, where he plays a, a lowly uh, pool cleaner in L.A., but that's just a cover for his real job, which is... The Night Shift, which is he is part of a union of vampire hunter and killers. <laughs> so it's not the sequel to Night Shift with Michael Keaton and Henry Winkler. It is. <laughs> Did you say Michael and Henry Winkler, right? Yeah. 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 It's a great I, movie. Wow. It's a phenomenal movie. Isn't it? Aren't they, don't they become pimps or something? Yeah. <laughs> they work in a morgue. <laughs> That's right. God, so wrong. And uh, um, I forget, forget her name from Cheers is in that too. Uh, let's see. There's a couple others. Uh, the, the School for Good and Evil, kind of a witch based on a, the series of books about witches, but you got Charlize Theron, a bunch of other, uh, uh, Carrie Washington, a bunch of big names are in it. Uh, Slumberland, which stars uh, Jason Momoa, I think, as a fawn or a pan or something. Wow. I don't know. Some fantasy thing. Anyhow, a couple more. Spaceman, Spiderhead. Uh, Spiderhead, I think, has... Um, our favorite Australian Chris, he's playing a guy doing an experiment where people, uh, it's a sci-fi film and people in prison for life or something or can get time off if they uh, 
participate in these drug experiments. So, of course, it's going to be trippy and weird and something messed up is going to happen. Based on the COVID vaccine. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, like I said, check it out. There's only little snippets of everything. Um, but isn't there another, aren't, aren't they doing a sequel? I'm mean, it's not in here, I guess, but aren't they doing a sequel to that Chris Hemsworth, like shoot em up movie that was on Netflix? Yeah. Uh, the extractor that's coming yeah. too. Yeah. That wasn't listed on this. So I don't know if it's going to hit 2022 or 2023. Kind of like, uh, gotcha. they're doing an old guard too as well. Right. That's, that's that one. I can't wait. For I think that. that's going to be a 2023 as well. Just because last I had heard now, this was months ago was that they had, you know, had, had a script. That doesn't right. mean they, you know, find out locations and places to shoot and all that. Right, right. But one more thing I want to know, even though, again, it's it's not necessarily a genre film, Netflix grabbed the rights and production to Knives Out 2 by Ryan Johnson. I think yeah. your favorite director. Uh, <laughs> not for Star Wars. I know. I tease. I tease. I know. It's good to And I, I mean, I like Knives Out, but I don't care if there's a Knives Out 2. I'll, I'll probably watch it, but. Oh, I love Knives Out. It was very good, but I didn't like jump and get me a sequel. Now, if he does a sequel where it's all brand new characters and the same actors, that might be interesting. Where it's like a totally different, you know, like they do for American Horror Story, where it's just like no. a whole new thing. But it's I know he's the same. It's all new characters, a different mystery. New characters, but the same, but the same cop. Yes, same cop. Daniel Craig's the same cop. Yes. Right. So I mean, it could be good. I mean, it's not. It's not like something I'm like, oh, they better make a sequel to that. Whatever. Good. Fine. I thoroughly enjoyed Knives Out. Now, because of its nature, you really, it's maybe like a two movie watch. Like you watch it once and then you're like, <gasps> and then you watch it again, maybe to look to see for the things you missed. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's, that for that, you know, you know, the surprises. Exactly. Which fine. It's no big deal. I'm not paying for it. It comes as part of it. So. Well, you are paying for it. Well, it's part of everything I paid for. Exactly. You're not paying mm-hmm. extra. Right. Um, and then I see you have on here the Halo trailer, which, yes, I did watch that like many, many times for Paramount Plus. It looks I'm cool. Like, looks good. We'll see. I mean, outside of the Chevy Tahoe that's in there, it's fine. The Chevy, see, I missed that. The Chevy Tahoe. It's like a 2017 or 20, 2007 Tahoe in there somewhere. Um, but listen, I think it looks interesting. I hope it's good. I mean, it's, I don't, you know, I know it's not following the storyline. I think a lot of Haloists would probably be upset, but I, you know, oh, it's not. I don't think so. I think it's starting its own. It's 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 like the uh, what, what would you call the star the Star Trek J.J. Uh, Abrams timeline? Oh, the Kelvin verse. It's like a different type of thing like that. But gotcha. I mean, so, but they never made a show anyway, so it doesn't matter. I mean, you can watch the, the games of the games. And it's the show. It's okay. I don't think they're changing his lore. I think it's just a different story. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's actually a name, isn't it? Like a, a fairly. Like at least a decent actor there, so you know you're gonna. Yeah, see it's his face, it's, right? it's uh, Schreiber, Liv Schreiber's brother. I can't remember his first name. Oh. Like, um, it's a oh my gosh, I'd have to look it up, but it it's uh, I don't know, I don't know something Schreiber. See, that's the thing. I don't know the Halo lore nearly as well. Neither do I. Um, so for me, if I end up watching this show, it's all. I mean, the only thing I know about Halo from when I played the first game years and years ago was what it's the master chief, this armored dude who fights against the covenant. And that's going to happen here. Yeah. You know, and then something happens. The covenant creates a third race or species or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It looks good to me. I mean, 
Um, a lot of sci-fi out there, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited. March, <laughs> it's, that's March 24th. So next month. So it's not like that long of a wait after the preview. That's cool. It's like coming next year. It's like you see the preview, and it's like, oh, wow, that's only five weeks away. So It's not – is that guy okay, – it's, it's Pablo – Pablo um, – Schreiber. Schreiber. Leave Schreiber's Schreiber, brother. Yes. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, his half brother. No shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, you, well, I think it's a brother, literally a brother from another mother, I believe. He is literally a brother from another mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pablo Schreiber. Okay. Which, if you watched anyone who's you know listening right now, if you watched Orange is the New Black, he was on the first Yeah, he's a mustache guy, right? Porn stash, yeah. Porn stash guy, yeah. Yep, that's him. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. And then I saw today popped in the news. I'm all in on this. There's a new Obi-Wan Marvel's releasing a new uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi five issue comic book series. Um, Okay. It's going to cover from Padawan all the way to Jedi Master. So we don't really know his childhood. So we're going to get a little bit of that in there and uh, kind of walk through. I I think it's great. Clearly it's a a uh, preamble or something to the Obi-Wan series. They're going to milk some money out of me. They're going to get it. So that's smart. <laughs> are you going to buy the individual issues or are you going to wait for trade? Um, now that I'm strictly digital, I don't know. I'll probably wait since I can get it all at once and just read it at once. I don't go. know. Well, Unless they give me a great deal. You know, if they say the first one is free and the next two are $1.99 then or whatever. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. Oh, you, you, so you've gone completely digital with your comics now? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's easier to drive. I can pick what I want when it comes out. Um, you know, I never, I'm not a collector. Right. Like I don't, I don't need them to collect. I just want to read good stories. So I, I have a ton here and I don't even, I read them and I never look at them. I don't need that. Like I, this is my, you know, to me, the Kindle and the, the, the idea of the Kindle and even um, uh, a fire or tablet some form of tablet is amazing. Like I don't need the books to be printed. I know people love it. Like a lot of readers, like I just love my books. And then you find out they're like uber liberal too. I'm like, great. So kill some trees. Cause you love a book. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, I like hard copies too, but yes, there is much appeal in the fact that, you know, I can on my Kindle or my tablet, like my tablets for comics. My Kindle is exactly. mostly for books. Uh, though I do read manga on my, on my Kindle. Cause I do like it on there, but, I mean, I can carry hundreds and hundreds of books on that Kindle, right? Yeah, and get the next one right away if you want it. If you're, you know, if you're oh, connected, I, you know, right, in a series. Exactly. I mean, I, I think it's phenomenal. I think every kid, I think every school book should be a fucking Kindle. Like, give them a good sized Kindle, and they have no more school books at the schools. Like, how much money that would save schools? Like, why well, have to rebuy all these books that kids destroy? You can highlight in them, anyways. That's my soapbox. Yeah, maybe. A book. How much is a book compared to how much is a Kindle, right? The uh, kids are going to destroy the lot, Kindles, too. A lot more. <laughs> yeah, you're actually probably right. Um, anyways, I'm looking forward to this. I, you probably aren't. don't care, but I think it'll be fun. I've never... I've, Obi-Wan's one of my favorite characters. Always has been, even as a kid. And um, I would love to know, like, if they get into his home planet, like, where he's from. Like, I don't know any of that. It'd be kind of nice to figure out some of that. I agree. I'm not against this. Um, at some point, if it's cheap, I'll probably buy the digital. 
Like I have a ton of you know Star Wars digital comics that I'm been tearing through here and there. Right. I mean, I, I I'll check it out maybe at some point, but it's going to be interesting because in only five issues. They're basically going to be telling stories, like five distinct stories from his life, you know? Yeah. Obviously, we know he was a Padawan with Qui-Gon. Right. We're probably going to see an earlier adventure of theirs before right. uh, Phantom Menace. Maybe a couple. And then, obviously, at some point, he's going to be a knight, tell a story or two, and then one as a master, one or two as a master. Exactly. It's all good. Exactly. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um... That's it for news, unless you found something in between uh, now and then, since we no. started. <laughs> nope. Well, tell, tell us about your geek this week, Michael. You've always got the list. <laughs> well, talking about reading manga, I finished Sweat and Soap Volume 6 and started Volume 7, which, again, it's romance manga. I'm not going to talk about that too much. Don't judge. Um, oh, we judge. <laughs> but... Uh, Everything I read comic book-wise was digital. Like I said, the uh, Sweat and Soap, 6 and 7. Uh, 7 I'm in the middle of. But also... So when you're when you're reading this, are you do you like put on in the background like Depeche Mode and shit when you read it? Uh, <laughs> you're funny. Actually, no. Well, I, mean, I sometimes listen to music while I'm reading it, but sometimes not. It depends. It depends. That was my dick yeah, for your Ryan Johnson. <laughs> How's that a dick? I love Depeche Mode. I know, but it's just, of course, it's, you know, relationship manga with some whiny English stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but then also I read the first 10 pages of Spectators by Brian K. Vaughn and Nico Henriksen. Henrigan? Maybe I spelled her name wrong. Um, this is the same team that did uh, the original graphic novel Pride of Baghdad for um, DC a few years ago. Which, if you ever get the opportunity, you should read Pride of Baghdad. It's fan-fucking-tastic. It's about uh, uh, lions that escaped the Baghdad uh, Zoo during the U.S. invasion. And it's told from their perspective. So it's kind of like an uber-realistic Lion King. I mean, the animals aren't anthropomorphic, but they do speak amongst themselves. Uh, They don't talk to people or anything, but... It's a really good and really powerful comic. It's so they uh, the team has regrouped and are now doing this book for Substack. So this is the first Substack comic I've read. Um, this one is free. Uh, you do have an opportunity if you want. You can donate money, but they're putting out this comic in chunks for free. So I read the first ten pages. It's super not safe for work. It's a hundred percent for adults. This is why Michael now works at home. No kidding. <laughs> no. Um, this is one morning from work. You're going to work from home. <laughs> but uh, it, the first 10 pages is literally all set up. It's like not much going on. It's a woman. She's at a, at a theater and she's supposed to meet a guy for a second date there. She's in the theater, lets the guy know, and oh, oops, he fucked up the dates and he's not going to make it. And then the last page and last panel ends with boom. So something just happened, and then we got to wait until the next chunk comes out. So, cool. Yeah. And then playing some Call of Duty Vanguard still, or actually more more along the lines, Warzone. My brother and I played last night. We got a helicopter, and I shot a guy out of the sky. So it was, it was a big night for me. Nice, nice. Well, hey, I'm still on the High Republic. Um, 
I, I can't read the comics because it's telling me too much. I said that before, so I just got to finish this second book. I'm halfway through it now, so I'm going faster than the other one. What do you mean it's telling you too much? Because are the comics ahead of the books? It's getting like well, they aren't. It, it, they are and aren't like because the books are already been out. You know what I mean? But I haven't read them all. Gotcha, gotcha. But, so if you read the comics, you're more current than the, the you are where you are in the book. In the novels, right? So yeah. I got to get my ass reading of the novels. Um, get my ass beat in Halo. So that's always, you know, trying to trying to get that, get better at that. Are you still doing the practice round where you beat people yep. three times and then move on? Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, good I try, think, Joe. I'm trying, but I don't put out like I'll play for a half hour and I'm like, fuck this. I don't put. I'm not putting the time in. <laughs> you rage quit. Yeah, I rage quit and then, you know, <laughs> I have to hear Luke's voice saying, "Get up, always get back up." Nice. Um which we'll talk about later. And then uh, I got one more thing that I didn't list on there. That I just uh, I haven't uh, really thought about it till today, but uh, we are, Michelle and I are going to Disneyland in March. We're flying out to see her, her sister her, and her nephew's graduating. So we're trying to go somewhere oh, okay. where we can go. So we're going to go visit him, but he's in LA and, uh, but we're going to go, we got to take us to Disneyland. Um, Which you're going for the Star Wars thing. Yeah. March eighteenth, March we got March eighteenth and the twenty first, but I did get my. Uh, you have to sign up extra for this. I am going to make my lightsaber. Of course you are. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, I but have you to. don't get the special box anymore. Did you know that? It says I do. If they have stock, they've been running out of stock. Oh well, they better have some fucking stock there. Someone's going to blow it. Someone's <laughs> going to get all Kylo Ren in their ass. You going to burn the whole place down? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to scream. No more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, some I'm geeked. I'm geeked for that. So I'll do a review of uh, like of galaxy's edge when I get back sometime in March. I can't wait to hear it. That's the only thing Shay suggested. We go, we never brought the girls to either Disney world or Disneyland, but I'm yeah. anti those places. Oh, you can have fun in there. We took the kids when they were kids. I mean, no. Nick, Dan and Nick were almost in their teens, and then Sam was like seven. So we're like, we better go now before everybody's, you yeah, know. We missed that we, we had a blast. And then we went back. To, well, then we went to um, Universal like later on when Sam was like 15. Um, I had a blast with Harry Potter World stuff. It's really good if you get absorbed. I mean, I, I mean, from what I understand is once you're in that world, you're in that world. And I think that'll be fun. Well, that's the thing. I would go now for the Star Wars stuff, but I fully admit uh, adults that enter into Disney, they make me look at them funny. Um, I get that. Like, you know, but taking the kid, <laughs> taking little kids is that's what it's for, right? That's why we took the kids. Like it was for it was Oh no, I, I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. Disney's for kids. One hundred percent. I hundred yeah. percent get that. I, I don't need as an adult to go into it's a small world. I don't need that. Yeah, that's something and you know, I Apologies if you're one of those people and I'm offending you, but you know I see some people. I've got friends that are like, oh my god, I love Disney. I'm like, you're a grown ass adult. You're not going for the kids. You're going for yourself. Yes, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, I'll let you know what to get. And, and all comments can go to at Michael Diaz at Twitter. <laughs> I don't even know if that's your right. Michael Diaz 101. What? Well, there you go. 101. Yeah. Like, is it teaching somebody? Your uh, no, my what what reference? Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course it's Depeche Mode. So, yes, send your hate mail to me. I will grade it. 
<laughs> he will he will he will definitely spell check it. Yes, I will. And for grammar. But I, I'm looking forward to this, man. I, I hope it's uh it's not cheap. Yeah, I'm doing with you. I would I am interested in going to the Star Wars section. What's it called? Galaxy what? Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. I would do that hundred percent. And so I, mean, I don't know, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I'm the weirdo for it because I'm an adult and I would go to Galaxy's Edge and geek the hell out. So maybe Yeah, we're I don't know why I can't see why people like the Disney side as an adult. I guess I should, seeing as I would geek out on the Star Wars side. I just Well, if you get like a gummy and go into like the Fantasia house or something, that'd be awesome. Okay, there you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. I, I, I'll enjoy it. We, I, I like Disney too. I mean, I'll go. It'll be fun. Um, all right. Well, before we jump into our two main topics, again, we're going to talk Peacemaker and Book of Boba Fett. They're both on episode six. If you would like to give a little shout out to the show, a little tip, a little something, something, check out uh, patreon.com slash KyraCast. We have three tiers there. So give us some money in one of our tiers and you won't have Michael have tiers on here because he cries if we don't get money. I do. No, that's I cry very easily. No, honestly, thanks for anyone that is a Patreon uh, member. I, I can't tell you how um, you know appreciative we are. I can't tell you, but Michael can, um, and how appreciative we are. <laughs> very appreciative. I mean, <laughs> the fact that anyone is willing to say, you know what, your guys' opinions, I will pay you for that. That blows my mind, but thank you for doing it. Yep. We appreciate it. Um so yeah, Kybercast. I mean, sorry, Patreon.com slash Kybercast. All right, Michael, did you finish Peacemaker? Did you watch it? Of course. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Good episode, huh? Yes. Good episode. Definitely. I don't, I don't know how many episodes the Peacemaker's going. Is it? Is it seven I, I, as well? I I don't. That can't be. I would assume that the, the, it's probably ten. I would assume nine or ten. It definitely felt like though this latest episode was putting pieces into place for a finale. And maybe Oh really? I felt like it was just starting. It's kind of the same problem I have with baby both that problem, the challenge I have with Boba Fett. It's like the uh, now we're both kind of getting going. Like, okay, how are they gonna they're it's like in act two. It's like this is the end of act two. Like, oh shit, everything's gone wrong. How is how are our heroes gonna get out of this mess? Like the mess is now finally at its biggest point, right? You got right. all the butterflies everywhere, and you've got, which I thought that cop was a butterfly guy, but apparently he wasn't. So no, I thought he, he was. was. Just an yeah, but I mean, he was working with with uh, Mern or whatever his name is, right? Mern. Yeah. So I guess let's start there. So real quick, yeah. I just looked up. Uh, this is episode six of eight, so there are two more to eight. go. Two more. Yep. Um, so that's where the episode starts, right where episode five left off. Episode five left in. In case you haven't figured it out, spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Episode five ended exactly, or right where um, we find out Mern is a butterfly. Right. And Adebayo found out, and she ch- he, he chases her outside, and you think, he's got her, he's going to kill her. But then episode six starts, and he basically lets her up and says, I'm the only good butterfly. I mean, he doesn't say that, but that's the right. gist, Right. Right. Then we find out Hardcore knew already. Yep. Everybody knew, but Peacemaker <laughs> and her. Right. But now only Peacemaker doesn't know. Right. And Vigilante doesn't. Yeah. I love Vigilante. He's, so, <laughs> he's great. He's but anyway, 
So we find out, which not all that surprised, the butterflies are aliens from a dying planet, and they came in those little ships. <laughs> yep, those little teeny bitty ships. And they came to Earth, and at first they were just going to live here. And then, what, the uh, goth butterfly, as they call it, decided, hey, let's take this place for ourselves. Was goth the leader? I I guess I missed that particular piece of information. I think so. I think, I mean, that's that's the supposition I made based on how goth called all the other butterflies out. Right. They came. Brought them, right, right. And Mern, or Mern Butterfly, however you want to refer to him, uh, is apparently the only one, the sole dissenter, that said, no, let's not kill all these people and take over this world. Let's just feed off them. Well, <laughs> it's interesting because Mern actually feels guilt. Even though he, the Mern Butterfly took over, what he said was... A bad person. The most evil... Yeah, the bad person, the most evil bad person they could find right. to make it less guilty. Even once being in Mern's brain, realized there was potential for Mern to turn his life around. And the Mern butterfly feels guilt for that. Right. I right, thought right. that's fantastic characterization that Gunn went that extra level just to say, you know, oh, no, I'm the good one. No, he, he gave, I mean, I love his characters. They're strong. They're good characters. Good they're fantastic. Yeah. But anyway, I'm I'm rambling. No, I mean it's it's a good episode. It's it's now we've got uh, now what's what is his dad's uh, villain name? Oh, uh, the White Dragon. So, <laughs> Jesus. Um, apparently, he's done. He's coming out now. He's he's ready to come out and kill Peacemaker. <laughs> so yeah. I don't understand why now. It's not even Peacemaker's fault. Well, or whatever. But you I mean we don't even know what happened to his brother? We don't. We're not sure it was Peacemaker that actually killed his brother, but he's blamed him for well, it. Well, they heavily <clears throat> suggest that yes, right. But we don't know. But that's just another villain. It's another problem that they have to get get around now. It's going to be a bigger problem with the right. stupid pillowcases in their head. Um, <laughs> and uh, I know I quite enjoyed it. It was it was a, a very fun episode. Um, it's a good show. I mean. What can you say about John Cena, man? Really good in this. Like, he's just carrying the hell out of it. He's fantastic. And like I said last week, he's got some comedy chops. Yeah, he does. Yes, he's the big, huge, bulky guy that can do action. I get that. Uh, I never saw The Marine, so I can't speak to that film. But like I said last week, and I won't kill it, you know, shoot a dead horse or whatever, kick a dead horse, whatever. I saw him in F9. He, was, eh. he is so much better. Well, so he has, well, I thought the F9 script was like, you know. <laughs> well, it may not have all been him. It, I mean, but let's, you're right. Uh, the Fantastic uh, or the Fast and Furious films are not known for their great scripts. No. Or dialogue or whatever. Exactly, exactly. So, but I much prefer him in this. I much prefer him in Suicide Squad. This. Way above Suicide Squad. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's, whereas in Suicide Squad, he's a bit of a, you know, he's funny, but he's a bit of a caricature. He's just, you know, I'm the guy that loves peace so much, I'll kill anyone I have to to get it. And that's kind of his one note thing within Suicide Squad, right? Right. But he's which really had which, an opportunity. 
with all those characters with all those characters in Suicide Squad, it's hard to develop people that you don't know. I mean, right. most people don't know them anyways. Just the diehards of um, the DC universe. Like he's talking in this episode, Kite Man at the beginning in the, in the yeah. school show and tell or whatever. I don't know who Kite Man is. You probably do. Yeah, he's an old Batman villain. Huh? He's an old Batman villain. Kite Man is. Yes. I've never heard of him. Oh, he's super stupid. But cl- clearly, with a name like that, something- <laughs> right, come, come on, he's but he's from like you know forties, fifties Batman. Now that said, he has recently shown up in the comics again. So is he? Well, maybe he'll show up in this series. But uh, the show and tell was a funny. That was a funny. Um, or bring your friend to work. Whatever the hell it is. Yes. So, I like that. Just picking like totally uh, calling out whatever the kid is. <laughs> <laughs> Gender fluid Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh. With the flash shirt on. <laughs> or what was one of them like uh, World Chess Champion 2024? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Such awful things he was saying. She was IFME from. <laughs> I said effing. Oh, God. Oh. But that's. This show is over the top. I love it. Yeah, it's good. I, I really but, like it. It's fun. But but like I said before, underneath its coarse and over-the-top obnoxious exterior, it really does have a heart of gold. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I knew as soon as he looked at that piano at the end, I'm like, he's going to play fucking Home Sweet Home. <laughs> why, why Home Sweet Home? Because of all the 80s songs they were playing, and that's like the quintessential piano little... Yeah, you know, I guess so. and, and I thought, you know, his dad, his brother, like in his head that that would be the song. Like he, he just wants to go home, <laughs> you know. A part of me was hoping that he was going to play Wave of Mutilation. I don't know that song. What is that? What? How do you? It's the Pixies. Oh, maybe I don't know the titles. I don't know titles of a lot of the songs. So the only like, reason because he did that years back. I forget what it was. It was. He was dating some other wrestler or something at the time. And uh, is, he a, a is he a real piano player? I believe so. I oh, believe I mean, so. he looked like he was playing there, but I don't know. I don't know. I can't play piano. I don't know if he's hitting the right keys. Right. He, if he's not, he thinks really well. But I, I think he is just because, like I said, years back, he did. I want to say it was Wave of Mutilation by the Pixies and did a whole piano piece. It was, it was really cool. So I was like, is he going to do that again? But obviously... Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue fits much more into the character of Peacemaker based on everything we've seen so far. That right. he loves that 80s style metal. It fits better. Right. I sound like this would be hilarious. Um, but yeah, it was a good way. I mean, I don't know where it's going to go. We, he's, uh, you know, I don't you know. We, I have no idea how he's going to beat all these aliens. Um, I would super laugh. I mean, it would be funny. It'd be such an apropos if like they actually got like spoiler of spoilers to come on like Henry Cavill as Superman comes and beats everybody and goes away like the last episode of not telling anybody wouldn't that be fucking great oh yeah Superman yeah. just flies down and just laser visions all of them dead yeah in like, in like the last five minutes of the show like Luke Skywalker style that came in and beat all the way comes in and just, right. flies, and just flies off and that would be it that would be so amazing but one thing I noticed did you see there are a lot of obviously references to eighties metal. Yeah. The ranch where the butterflies are harvesting whatever their nectar is. Yeah. 
It's called Coverdale Ranch. Yeah, David Coverdale. I'm like, yeah, that's so funny. Oh, my God. Of course it is. Yeah, I thought they were actually going to say something. With, I thought he would say something because of the name. You know what I mean? Like, Coverdale Ranch, he doesn't say oh, that. It's like, definitely winking a nod. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, yeah, I think it's good. I don't, you know, I can't complain much about the show. Um, you know, it's not super deep or anything. Um, but it's good. It's fun. It's fun. Highly enjoyable. Anything else you want to say in Peacemaker before we move on? No, like you said, there's really not a lot to say other than, like I said, it it feels like they're setting up for the final, like the way they showed like the cops walking down the hall, not knowing that they're all possessed as well as all the inmates or possessed or whatever you want to call it. They've got the parasite, whatever, the butterflies. Right, Right. they're all trying to find their smile. Yeah, but he's playing the music. Yeah, that was hilarious too, by the way. Right. He's playing, you see them marching, you see everyone else kind of getting ready. It's like everything's setting up for a big battle. Because that's, you know, interposed with scenes of the White Dragon getting ready. The next two episodes, based on how over the top this show has already been, I I don't even know what's going to happen in the next two episodes, but I know it's going to be over the top, and I'm going to go, what the fuck? Well, the (laughs) the big thing for this show is, like, I don't have any expectations. There's no... Luggage or baggage or anything with this show, so it's just enjoy it, right? I now I don't know what the rewatchability is of it. You know, it's not like I go have to see the last episode again or watch it twice after I watched it. I'm like, oh, I gotta watch that again. Now, granted, I'm not that big of a super peacemaker fan, so I mean, if you love it and you want to watch again, it doesn't mean it's. I don't mean it's a bad show. I just mean you know, my uh, lifetime of uh, buy-in to like Star Wars is so different than watching something like Peacemaker. You know what I mean? Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But, but I, you know, I'm there when it's, when it's released. Put it that way. Yep. Um, all right. So let's, um, let's move on to the big topic of Boba Fett episode chapter six, directed by Dave Filoni, written by now Dave. Now, this is the uh, penultimate episode, right? It is uh, okay. written by Dave and also John. So it's the only the only one that's not written solely by John Favreau. Um, I think yes, that's true. Um, and this like let's talk. There's so much to talk about. In my opinion, um, there's so much packed in this episode that yeah, I I wouldn't even call it a Mandalorian episode. Fifty percent of it. Is not Mandalorian. Fifty percent of it is Luke. Which spoilers? Luke Skywalker's in this. Um. So it's a really different. It's a different kind of episode. Like, if you told me it, I mean, everybody kind of knew maybe Luke would show up again because he's going to go see Grogu, right? He's not going to be Grogu. He's not going to be by himself, right? So we, I mean, it wasn't like a spoiler. You, you know, you're eventually going to see him, but we can go around and around all day long. That the the effects of Luke is so much better that they're so blatantly put him out there in bright sun it's not like in the dark with a shadow over him to try and hide it like he's in the bright sun lit extremely well you know if you go back to tarkin to now like the technology is crazy better well it's technology in the right staff because remember uh i don't know if you yeah they, yeah they remember, hired that kid. yeah they hired that yeah they hired that guy that created that youtube video saying i could have done it better and here's how and he actually made a better version yeah, and good for them to saying, "Yeah, you can. I'm going to hire you." 
Good for them. Like, it, they, it shows because, just like you said, Tarkin had a lot of Uncanny Valley. There were times watching this episode where I was like, God damn, that looks just like Luke from the movies. It does. No, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. But the, I don't but, know if it'll ever be perfect, but I tell you what. You know, a lot of it too, like I, I said in our text, a lot of it too, it's we bring something to the table. We know it's not real. Like we know, right. and our, our mind knows that's not real. So it's going to, it's going to mess with us the whole time. But if you show a kid who doesn't know Star Wars and you start and you had him watch episode one or episode, you know, four, five, and six, and then go into Mandalorian, like, oh, that's what's the problem? They wouldn't even yeah. think twice, right? They were like, oh, it's just, you know, it didn't know. I anything agree. I, I think we talked about this well back, uh, during Tar- one, yeah, with Tarkin. Well, yeah, we know that's a CGI Tarkin. Whereas kids that were younger, like you said, about you know ten, eleven, twelve, yeah, yeah. thought it was pretty realistic looking. Well, they didn't even think to, they didn't even think about it because they don't know exactly. that, that guy's that, that guy's dead. They're not looking for it. You know, they're not looking correct, for it, little things like they're just watching the show, right? But it's a bit scary. Like there's like you know, I I don't know if they had the voice mixed. The voice mix was like lower in the mix of the show, so like. His voice was like, could have, his volume could have been stronger. I don't know. But I mean, that's being really nitpicky. At the end of the day, it felt like Luke and it was just amazing. It was amazing. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was the the big part of it. Um, you know, it starts off with Cobb Vant though, which was nice. Like you didn't, I didn't expect to see him, but uh, you know, there's reasons that he's there. He's like the outpost and it's the part of the spice runners and, he finds a, a spice transaction as a cop. Was uh, right, busted it up. But you, but the, but the thing about that w- that was very important is he didn't take the spice. No. He said le- he said leave it, and then he kicked it over. Right. So that just tells you like he's a good guy. Like he's not corruptible. Right. And that that's that's good storytelling, right? If you're pick, you know, if you're paying attention, like he's not going to be corruptible, which pays off which, at the end. <laughs> it's it's funny though. How many? How many shows is Timothy Elephant going to be? Alive? That's all he is. That's all he is. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, Justified, Deadwood, yeah. now Star Wars. He plays a good sheriff. He does. He does. Um, no question. No. Let me tell you something, though. There was one thing about that scene that took me out of it. The Cobb Vanth one or Luke? The, the Cobb Vanth. Yeah, from the beginning. Okay. Right at the beginning. So there's obviously a spice deal going down, right? Right. Why is there only one speeder? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's off in the distance somewhere. I don't know. I was mm. thinking that too. Um, Again, I, I sound like I'm being nitpicky. And maybe, 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 maybe the Pike person was from the town that, because I didn't see his speeder either. Cobb Vance, he just walked up. Yeah, but I think Cobb would know that a Pike, a member of the Pike you know, Guild was living in his town. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing something just because they're Pike. I, I'm I just know. saying. Yeah. Right. There, there's a lot of little things throughout any show you can pick. That, All yeah. they had to do was have another speeder sitting just with, so you saw it somewhere. Right. Because they obviously met there thinking it was the middle of nowhere. He even makes reference to that. Right. Right. Oh, you probably think you're in the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> right. So that one piece took me out of it for a sec because I'm like, well, where's the other speeder? Where'd they come from? Right, right, right. So other than that, Yes. Fantastic scene. It was well filmed, well staged. Cop looks great. And in a very short amount of time, you learn everything you need to know about his character. Right. And then it jumps to Mando going to, we don't know, I don't know the planet name that Luke is on. 
um, some idiots online said, well, he goes to Octu. I'm like, that's not Octu, you fucking morons. <laughs> Octu is where he was hiding. Um, he's not going to hide where he built the Jedi Temple. <laughs> he went to the original Jedi Temple in Octu. This is not Octu. So I don't know what planet it is, and I couldn't find a name of it. It was if. <clears throat> ah, shoot. It was if something. I don't remember what. Oh, so I couldn't find it. So you must have found it. Um, but the point is, when Mando comes down, because, you know, R2 is the one who kind of pulls him in on the red dot. He lands and there's R2. And, uh, you know, in all his glory, walks him up to the area. And you see these um, droid ants building yep. <laughs> the temple that you see burn in um, the sequel trilogy. So that was kind of cool. It's a nice it nod. That's a nice nod to that. And, um, you know, that. that Look, the, the sequel trilogy is the sequel trilogy. There's nothing we can do about it. They're not going to wipe it away clean. They're not going to. So at least you know, they're nodding to the future. Yep. It's connected. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Um, then you see him starting to train Grogu, and uh, my God, it was just crazy, <laughs> just crazy. The frog thing, and um, you know what? What do you think he's trying to teach Grogu with the frog thing? Uh, a couple things. Um, one, obviously, how to use the Force in a bigger sense than Grogu realizes. Because notice Grogu picks up a frog. Right. Where Luke picks up all the frogs. So in one aspect, he's showing him the Force is bigger than you realize. But also, to not give in to your desires. Right. Because... Apparently, giving in to your wants and your desires is the way to the dark side. Right. So, um, at least that's the lesson I think he's teaching there. No, I think you're spot on. I think the, the big thing of this episode, to me, was decisions. Yes. Everybody has, every hero or, or villain has to make a decision throughout the whole journey. This is a big one on decisions. Even at the beginning, Cobb Vanth, you know, think it through. <laughs> you know, think it through. And then he shoots three of them. You know, I see you're the smart one. So, and it happens throughout the episode. Um, you're right. So there's many parts of, and even obviously the last scene of make a decision, which is the ultimate one later on. <clears throat> but, um, well, you know, training Grogu and, and going through all that. And then the, uh, you know, flipping through, like like the old empire, the run run around and then showing you know climbing up the tree and showing him the world is bigger, and teaching him that you know it's it's a tough place to live. Um, but man, when he went into his memory to Order sixty six, I didn't think they'd ever go there. So that's like planting the seed that they did back in the first Mandalorian, where you saw people getting killed around yeah. Mando. Now, I don't know if he gets do you in my head is he I don't know if he gets saved or he gets captured. I think it's left intentionally up in the air. All we know, I think saved only because you see the members of the 501st take aim at him and he's in between them and the Jedi that are trying to protect him. Right. That's why I think he's being saved as opposed to being captured. Well, the only thing being captured is like this could be the beginning of Palpatine's cloning experiment. Yeah. Like, like how is he – now, that's a long time ago – so, I mean, he had to have escape, escape at some point because then he wouldn't have um, 
Moff Gideon looking for him later for a reason. You know, I don't know. So we don't know if he's saved or captured and he's been held hostage this whole time. And, you know, seeing the lightsabers in his face and then you can see like, you know, when Luke's training with his own lightsaber and doing a thing like you don't know if that's bringing back more stress or not, you know. Right. We don't we don't know if a lightsaber is a good thing for him in his head. You know, who knows? Um, but I like while he's training, then, you know, Mando wakes up and then cut and it's Ahsoka. I never had an idea Ahsoka would be in this at all. I was surprised as well. I did not expect to see Ahsoka again until her own show. Right. Um, so what, what this is leading me to believe that this particular episode and series is like the Nexus series. Like this is the one that's going to splinter off. It's going to leave with a cliffhanger, so to speak, of where Boba Fett's second season will go. I think there will be a second season, personally, because they got rid of Rangers of the Republic. That's not yep. going to happen. So now they, they have an opening. That, and then that's storyline thread, Ahsoka storyline thread, Mandalorian storyline thread. There could be a Luke show. I don't know. They certainly have enough set up for it if they wanted. I know we cover this in text, so this is not new information to you, but for our no. listeners, I don't want a Luke show. Not like this. Don't get me wrong. I'm fine if they do it. If they can, it could, look, in one year, it got that much better. In one year. like I understand. But even as good as it is, and even if it continues to improve, there are still some scenes with a glassy eye to it that just let you know it's it's... It's not a person, right? Well, I'm not so worried about that as if I'm worried about the story. If they do a Luke thing, like is it like is it all about the Padawans? You know what I mean? And that's cool. Like it could be interesting. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I say they have a setup for it. They can do it in five years from now, where it's even better. You know what I mean? Like maybe so. They can do. Uh, now, the only thing that I'm leading to it is like if you if you, you haven't read Air of the Empire, so um, with Thrawn and everything, we know Thrawn's coming. Said yeah, his name. I expect to see Thrawn in the Sokka's show. Well. There could be a Mara Jade. There could be a, there's going to be a whole Avengers Endgame. They they've said this many times. An Endgame event, uh, which will probably be a movie. I would assume. Um, towards the end, of, that that'll be the Kevin. That'll be the Kevin Feige movie that's produced. That's my prediction. With this connection to John Favreau, and this being a giant thing, I think could that be. Will, I could think be. that'll that'll be it. That's where Luke may come in again. Maybe it's with maybe Mara Jade, if you know the, the book series. Um, I don't know. But uh, I, I'd watch the show. Um, but it does it does make me think of this. You've, this technology is getting better, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say in 15 years from now, 15 years from now, Marvel wants to bring Cap back from the past. You know? Chris, and it's Chris, Chris Evans. They don't need to find another actor. To just no. do this. Right. We'll see. They still have to pay him. Yeah, of course. They're paying Mark Hamill as well. So, Right. Which was nice to see that he was listed in the credits. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it does. Yeah, for, for real. Um, but, but, but that's the whole thing. Well, they have to figure out what they have to pay because actually Luke is an IP. They own the rights to the look of Luke Skywalker. That's fine. They don't have to pay Mark Hamill, I'm guessing. But mm. I, I think it gets a little bit goofy when you start using other people's likenesses without their permission. Well, he signed permission for likenesses. Do you think he gets a he doesn't get a cut of every fucking t shirt and poster that's out there? 
No, he doesn't, but, you know, the, it depends on what contract he signed back in the past, you know, but yes, mm-hmm. he probably doesn't. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure he gets none of the merchandise. Anyway, well, whatever. That's none of our business. I'm sure they, they'll work that out. What I'm saying is that, like, you get a lot of these things can go on for a very long time, you know, as technology gets better. I mean, in one year, yeah. it's changed. Um, but back to the story. Um, what did you, and, and I was, I really wanted Ahsoka and Luke to talk more, but like, it's kind of going back to that picky thing. Like, whoa, this isn't the first time they've talked, obviously. I want that scene. <laughs> right. Cause it, the question I have is, okay, Ahsoka's there. I get that she's she's a gray Jedi, she, you know, leans to the good, the light. But she's not a Jedi anymore. No, but I sure would like to hear him say, like, yeah, where the fuck were you when I was fighting the Empire? And I could have used your help. <laughs> you know, but that said, there are hundreds of worlds and trillions of people. Right. Who knows who where she could have been else fighting, right? Right. She, I'm sure she was doing something somewhere because as we know from the previous shows, uh, especially um, Rebels, she helped the form you know, the formation of the rebellion. Yep. So I believe she was key personnel somewhere, but it's a big galaxy. She could have been doing anything, right? Yeah. And then I'm asking like, did she know Luke at the time of meeting Din Djarin and Grogu the first time? Did she know Luke existed? Or is it in between then and now? We don't know. I'd have to assume she knew. I would, because to, I would assume too, now. It would be big news, you know, amongst any surviving Jedi, which we're finding there are more than we thought. Which again, massive gal- galaxy, trillions of people. As well as Order 66 went, I have to believe there is still a fair number of Jedi out there somewhere. Sure. I think, though, so, she may not have known about Luke until Death Star <clears throat> 1. Right. Yeah. If she didn't know about Or, or, or at, least, at least Endor, so five years. Exactly, later. exactly. Because he became a legend at that point. So, Well, finding out Palpatine and Darth Vader both passed right. at the hands of who? Oh, who's this guy who thinks he's a Jedi? Yeah, word would have gotten around by then. Right, and then I'm guessing that maybe in the Ahsoka series we'll see the initial... Maybe they'll do a flashback of the initial meeting, so, so he can she can learn about Anakin or whatever. So that's kind of like you know the, the small things like I'm a friend of the family and you mm-hmm. know you're a lot like your father or whatever. Um, nice nods, but I wanted to hear a little bit more of that. But uh, that's just my own personal take there. Um, then after the whole, um, basically Luke asks her, you know, you know, what should I do about him? And she's like, follow your heart, and then it cuts away uh you know she she gets so i'm jumping the wrong way but she asked mandalorian do you really need to see him is it for him or for you and yeah. he, he leaves and then he you know more of the training continues so that was a kind of a little heartbreak moment there and then uh they cut to din jarn going back to to the palace where you uh go in there and you see the cameo of boba fett boba fett had a cameo in this episode uh no words though but just a nice cameo <laughs> For his own show. Um, <laughs> Which again, how good is your show when you really don't appear in two episodes and they're the two best episodes? Well, I'm not going to say, okay, this is where we split hairs, right? Y- y- calling it the Book of Boba Fett is a misnomer now. Yes. One, one episode prior, I, I gave him a one episode <clears throat> thing. Like I said, I said, let's see how it plays out, right? On what they do. Right. 
clearly they're using this series as something bigger than the Book of Boba Fett. So calling it the Book of Boba Fett. It's a misdirection a bit. Right. Right. Um, and having two episodes where he doesn't say anything, that's 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 a problem if you're the Book of Boba Fett. At that but at the same time, I got two great Star Wars things and I'm loving it. Like you know what I mean? Oh, like that's the point. It's like it's like I'm not going to piss that away. Like I'm not going to let that get in. Like I'll see people and say this sucks. It's not about Boba Fett. I'm like well, maybe, but it doesn't suck. It's just different than you thought. And I'm happy with what we got. Um. So you know, we'll see, and we'll see at the end. Like there, something else is going to happen. But clearly, this is not just about a Boba Fett. It's, it's they're using it as something a different platform. No, it should be. It's always sunny on Tatooine. <laughs> well, no, there's two episodes where they were only on Tatooine very little of this episode. I know. I'm just saying. They should have called I don't know what they should have called it. Um, you know, that's a, I get, maybe that's the problem they had. What do we call this thing? Well, we're going to lead in from Boba Fett, and we're going to set this whole gangster show up that's going to continue later, but we need to get this other stuff rolling, and we need to set up season three, the way we're writing for Mandalorian, and we need to set up Ahsoka. You know what I mean? Like... Right, there's a lot going on. So much going on. So no, the same if they do a second season, if they focus more on Boba, I'm okay with it as long as it's not, you know, as long as it's not mostly flashbacks. I mean, comparing, you know, the two seasons of Mandalorian to this, you know, you know where I stand on this show. The Boba episodes are mostly boring, but the last two have been fantastic. Well, the last, the last episode was even better than this one. This one was good. The last one was a lot better. You like the the episode prior, the yes. more Mando version. Yes, uh, I like Return them both. Of Mandalorian. Yes. Yeah, I like them both, but uh, this one gave me a lot. Um, probably the end of it is what really got me going. I mean, I'm super pumped. Um, anyways, they, so they go over the, <clears throat> they get to the, the palace, and they, they, you know foreshadow what's coming here's how the pikes are moving in we need more muscle and then din goes i got a guy <laughs> so he goes and lands his nubian ship and uh meets Cobb Vanth. well the first the deputy deputy scott like what a name <laughs> it's the scott. I mean, deputy red shirt <laughs> exactly and maybe well yeah did he have a red, did he have a red uh, handkerchief on was it a star they had something, yeah they were wearing some kind of net neckwear apparently that's how they're indicating their marshals or whatever right so uh he asked for help but but what's interesting about this is they had the back and forth um and basically din's like listen it's it's never easy asking for a favor which was that was kind of an interesting line and brought him in Mm -hmm. and and cop vanth knows is a problem he's not gonna let him know because he already saw the problem it's already coming to his town yeah well he was by the end of the episode or that section there. Yeah. You could tell he, he, he had asked for people, let's call a meeting. He knew which direction he was going to go. He was going to push his town to join the fight because he didn't tell Mandalorian this, but yes, this is already knocking on my door. Right. He's got a good point. I got to get him out of here. He's got decisions to make, right? Everybody's got yeah. a decision to make. Yeah. And then, yeah, now the town has to decide. They right. have to make their decision. But right. We're skipping ahead a little bit because... Right. Something kind of important happened. Yeah, a few things. Two two more important things. So anyways, Din leaves, and there's a weird wind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns, he walks out of the street, turns and looks over his shoulder, and you see a silhouette. And I knew at an instant who that was. Oh, 
Same here. It's like if you know anything about Star Wars, deep deep cuts of uh, animation. Um, man, I was geeked. I'm like, they did it. They actually did it. <laughs> and uh, Cad Bane, man, Cad Bane. Dude. We said this from the beginning. I think both of us said I would love to see Cad Bane in this. Yes. Obviously, I'm not the fan or as experienced with the Clone Wars as you are or Rebels. But I've I've seen Cad Bane enough to know he's a badass, right? Bad Batch? Yes. Well, even in that, yes. But and I, I have seen some of the Clone Wars. I just, I'm not as intimately knowledgeable with it as you are. Well, he trained Jango Fett. Yes. So there's there's ties here. Which I don't know if they'll reference in this show. They kind of seem to ignore all that other canon for some reason, even though it's canon. But well, that canon that canon's from Clone Wars, so Filoni won't won't ignore it. He ignores book stuff, which is unfortunate, and and comic book stuff. But even even me, who's not the, the big fan that you are, even as soon as I saw it, I went, "Oh my god!" And Shaley's like, "What?" I go, "It's fucking Cad Bane." Yeah. She goes, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you had the same conversation I had. Because <laughs> I did the Sorry. whole... I right. did the Unless same, you watch cartoons, yeah. I, I did the uh, Leonardo meme. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Same here. Um, and uh, same voice, which was great as, as the yes. animation. But voice is key. Right? But they do that really well. Like, I don't know how much it looked like practical and digital effects. I don't know. Oh yeah, and I have to say, his teeth look scarier in real life. Oh yeah, shit yeah, right. Like he looks neater and scarier. I don't. I don't remember his teeth being like that in the cartoon. Yeah, it doesn't is. mean they're not. I just seeing it, you know, in live action made him look that much more ominous. Right. In my opinion. Right. Well, the key thing about Cad Bane is that people don't know, like he's one of the, his race is one of the first aliens you see in the cantina in the oh, original yeah. Star Wars series yep. Yep. Um, with the space suit on and stuff like that. So he's, that's a, it's a really cool how they've brought that kind of, that, that particular race into the, into Star Wars with Cad Bane, a throwaway shot in the cantina and they built a, a character around him uh, in the Clone Wars. So um, Wait, was that actually supposed to be Cad Bane in the cantina? Not necessarily. Or just his race. Just, just his race. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Because um, he never not he he does he he never he never not never not is that the way you say it? Wear the hat. Doesn't ever have. Doesn't there ever. You go. No, no. He always wears it. Technically, he That's what I'm never. He's never not wearing the hat. There you go. Double negative. That's what I was saying. Um, he always wears the hat. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, that's why I'm not a true broadcaster, Michael. English <laughs> is our first language for both of us, and it took us like a minute to get there. This is why you don't see me on the radio or hear me on the radio. I don't, I'm not good at that <laughs> stuff. Um, so, but he says something. Cad Bane said something. You know, you better, th- basically, you better think it through. Yep. Boba Fett's a cold hearted killer, worked for the Empire. That to me is a key line. I think. I think you didn't like the movie, but I think it's going to be unforgiven. Like when it comes, when he comes back, like I think Bobo is going to go on a rampage against any Pike and enemy and just be the killer. People want him to be the badass. I think that's going to happen, especially with Rodriguez. Now what scares me is Rodriguez is actually directing the last one. 
We had Bryce Dallas Howard knocked it out of the park. We had Filoni, who did a very, very good job of giving the Filoni. The way Filoni writes, he gets so much shit packed into 40 minutes, just like watching a, an animated show, Clone Wars, stuff like that. He, like, you can't believe how much you get in, in some of his episodes, but it somehow finds a way through pacing to get it done. Yep. Um, but based on Rodriguez's other two directed Boba Fett shows were the two worst so far of the of the show because like episode two was one of my favorites, three you know one and three were his and four was good, so we'll see we'll see maybe maybe they saved up the budget and he's gonna have a badass fight scene because normally he does fight scenes well, he does action well usually so maybe maybe they saved it all up for this final episode you know fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to be desperado like, you know, I oh. mean, it, it, well, I'll be happy. I'll be, that, that's what I'm guessing it's going to be. I'll my squeal. Friend. I think it's going to be desperado like with Boba Fett as desperado. I'm okay with it. I love that. Well, that'd be great, right? Yes. And it would it would bring people back to the Boba Fett that they wanted. But yes. I think he's going to he's doing it for a reason and not just to do it, right? And will we get a showdown with Cad Bane and Boba Fett? We'll find out. I don't want Cad Bane to die in two episodes, though. I hate to be a showdown and then kill him. I'm like, God damn Yeah, man. he's too big of a character to kill. And let's talk about killing. We both know. Well, Cobb got hit in the shoulder. Dead. He got hit in the shoulder. You can, if you watch it, I've watched the show three times. He gets hit in the right shoulder. No one ever dies right. in, in movies when they get hit in the shoulder. Right. <laughs> but also, I don't know if you heard, uh, the times people say, get, him, get a stim. Oh. Just like in the uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Stims. Yep. So I think, uh, I think he'll fine. be fine. Yeah, Cobb's fine. He'll be in for the last. He'll. That's what will gather 100%. the people. That's what's going to help gather. Hey, man, they're they're oh, not yeah. going to run up. So, exactly. Um. So then another big thing happens. So they they cut back to Tatooine or cut back to, um, Mos Espa in the brothel. I don't know what you call that place. Bar brothel, gambling place. Yep. Flash dance place. Um. Nice. <laughs> and two pikes walk in with their ice cream make holder. I love that they keep that in there still. I <laughs> know. It's great. It's a great and, end joke. And then here's where the show really turns into Godfather, right? Oh, it become, yeah. I mean, they, they walk out and boom, gone. Do you think she's dead? Yeah. What about Max? Is Max dead? Max Rebo was not there. If you looked, he was not playing. Max I thought Rebo he was. Survive. He's, not, he's not playing? No, uh, what's his face? The the guy from the uh, cantina was playing. Yeah, but he's in the band too. But Mac, they didn't show Max. They did not show Max. All right. Max will live. <laughs> Max will live. This is going to be two explosions. Max has good informants. He knows. <laughs> It'd be cool if he <laughs> can stay away from explosive underworld. It'd be killings. cool if he uh, ends up in the uh, the showdown. Like Max has got a gun. Like. <laughs> He's like fuck all you like you make him a right. yeah he's a piano player but man he's a badass when you when you piss him off like the peacemaker exactly um, so that was a big deal that that's gonna set some shit up the the pikes have oh yeah the, know, the, the war that's the first salvo the war has started yeah now we don't know who actually is the head of the pikes yet no you know he because we know that Cad Bane is just a hired gun yes. He's hired muscle, 100%. Uh, right. So we'll see. Um, could be a Kira thing, as people were saying. We don't know. I'd love to see Kira come back. I think that would be fantastic. I'd like to know if it's Crimson Dawn. That would be cool. That's running all this. Right. I mean, it makes sense. She knows that spice 
Spice Mines of Kessel. She's already yep. been there, so yep. it, it would be a interesting thing. Um, so that, that's a big thing. And then we cut to the last scene, which I guess is actually taken almost out of uh, um, Lone Wolf and Cub. Club. Like, I never read that so I don't, or saw it oh. or read it or whatever. So. If you want to read them, I have them all. Do you? DRM free, digital. All right, you have to send them to me. Um, it's in English, right? Because I don't know how to read anything else. Yes, it's, okay. it's in English. But you do have to read right to left. Right to left? Backwards? Shut up, asshole. No, for real? No. Yes. Japanese manga starts yeah, in the top I, I right and moves to the left. Right. So you have so to read it book, right to left. The book is backwards? Yeah. But it, But the English is written correctly, right? Or no? Yes, it's written correctly. But you read, but you read it right to left. I read the book backwards. Yes. But the but the words on the page are not right to left. Correct. <laughs> like they're not flip flopping it. Right to like. No, no. Okay, that's fine. Um. So Luke chooses. He opens up the package, which we all knew what it was. He's got his mithril. Um. You don't know Lord of the Rings, but uh, it's exactly what Frodo has uh, given to him by the elves. So it's a call. It's definitely one hundred percent a callback. It's a it's a nod to the Lord of the Rings. Um, I'll take your word for it. No, it is. It's it, no denying that. So he puts that down and he brings out Yoda's lightsaber, which is a retcon from the comic that came out like not even a year ago, where they showed Masameda throw all the lightsabers into a big fire kiln and blow them all up. <laughs> so, because he had Yoda's lightsaber from when he dropped it in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, but didn't they mention in one of the books that it was rebuilt? As well, not, not that I'm aware of. Hmm. It's possible. It's possible, but it doesn't matter to me. They it doesn't matter. Um, so we'll see what he's going to choose. Now, it looks like you know everybody's saying he's going to choose Mandalorian. Looks like, but I hope he becomes a Jedi. Like personally, I want him to choose a lightsaber, or he's going to take the lightsaber. But then when Luke's not looking, he puts on the armor. I don't know. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? It protects you from uh, lightsabers. Yeah. So, Smart. I, no, the one thing that I don't understand is I thought Luke got past the attachment idea. Like, the one thing yeah. I'm trying to figure out, but maybe he hasn't learned that lesson yet. Maybe it's taken that long and he's he's now reading the books and, See, you know. Well, now we're entering into some of the issues I have with this episode. Right. I agree with you 100% because you're not supposed to have attachments as a Jedi. That's why. Jedi are not supposed to get married and whatnot. But also, they Jedi pretty much leave their families behind. Right. And that's why Obi-Wan and Yoda didn't want Luke to go to his friends, right. to his sister. But obviously, as we saw in The Last Skywalker, Luke trained Leia. So, there's still an attachment there. Right, he, that's sure. his twin sister. Right, I he not he did not break that attachment. In fact, he fostered it. And so, the attachment to his father is what saved the galaxy. Exactly, exactly. That's what you know. Yeah, that's what totally. Um, not avenged, or, or you have to learn his father. You have to learn what the attachment is. You know, it's like still be willing. You can be attached, but be willing to under accept a loss. Do you know what right. I mean? And that's what he was right. kind of teaching him too. He's saying, listen, you can do that, but you understand that, you know, 
like a day of your life is like a year in somebody else's or whatever. And then he's going to, he's going to pass and you're not going to be like, you know, 20 or not even 20 years, you know, the, the equivalent of a 20 year old. Right. Uh, You're going to be, you're going to be like a a small child yet. I mean, you're 50 years old and you're still like a infant. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. I, I hope he chooses the lightsaber, but clearly it's, a choice now. Will we under, will we know the choice by the finale? Will they? Well, I I don't want. Here's I shouldn't say what I don't want. If it's written right and it's done right, it's going to be fine. But in my head, I I don't want Luke to come in and rescue them again from tattoo, like the Boba Fett thing. Yeah, I don't think Luke should, and I don't think he will because this is not his fight. Right. But I'm I'm thinking that the third season of Mandalorian, a large piece of that will be the mystery of as to what did Grogu choose. Right. Or Grogu has a premonition like Luke did during Empire and somehow finds his way off to get to Din because he sees like pain or something. I don't know. Right. We'll see. We'll see. But I'd rather him choose Jedi personally. Would you rather be a Jedi or Mando? Uh, I actually don't care. It's not mean. I'm not indifferent. Um, I, I think there is potential in both storylines. Um, I think I, I think I might slightly prefer him as a Jedi only because I think I I don't want him to become a crutch to the Mandalorian as in everyone loves Grogu. Right. So why not keep bringing him back? Right. So, but that said, everyone loves Grogu. And Disney isn't, you know, about making money. So, right. I don't know. I, I could go either way. It depends on the, the time of day. Right. And just just write something good. That's all I want. Right, right. As long as it's good, it's, it's you know, yeah. I want write, something good. Write an appropriate story. Make it fit. Don't yes. don't shoehorn anything in. Right now, you put your gun to my head, I would say Jedi. But in an hour, I might say Mandalorian. Yeah. He could be another Jedi Mandalorian, like. Pods Vizsla, though. I don't know. Exactly. Luke, Luke I mean, may reconsider the, what he thinks is an attachment. We don't know. We're all at the beginning. It's all at the beginning of the stuff. And he's like, if his, if that's his first student, Luke doesn't even understand how to teach yet. Well, that's the thing, though. Is he his first student? He makes reference to that. For the Jedi Academy. Clearly, not, for Jedi Academy, not for maybe Leia. I say, because Leia was clearly his first, first student, if we're to believe last guy walked. Well, she said first student and well, the way it's said she goes, this is going to be, uh, Ahsoka's the one who said it, and then he said it too, but and uh, this is where the Jedi Temple will be in, and Grogu will be its first student. And Luke says, you'll be my first student here. You know, it's not like my first student ever, it's, you know. Okay, maybe so, maybe so. I'll bring the line back from, from uh, Obi-Wan, from a certain point of view. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> but another issue I had was, I don't know if it was right there when he gave him the choice, but he was talking to Grogu. And he's like, you know, stay with me. I think it may have actually been earlier in the episode. Stay with me, and I will make you a great Jedi. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's wrong. The Jedi, the people who want to be great Jedis are the young ones that are still learning, that still have that passion you know that the emotion like anakin anakin wanted to be a great jedi right a true jedi is humble luke should not have said that he 
He should have said, stay with me, and I will make you a Jedi. Well, I think Luke still has problems. He doesn't know. Now, yeah, you know, and I can even take that because obviously his Jedi Academy went to shit and yeah. he thought about killing Ben. So right. maybe that's it. Right. Maybe that's probably, He's maybe flawed. that's how the dark side got in. It's, it's flawed. And now, do you think that they'll have any Force Ghost people? Like, why can't Force Ghost Yoda show up here and start talking to Grogu and say, just be with him? What the hell's the matter with you, kid? Look at me. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I liked Force Ghost uh, Yoda in the movies. Well, that was the best part of Last Jedi. It really was. But, you know, obviously we're only in two and three quarters of a seasons of Star Wars shows, but we don't typically, we haven't seen a Force Ghost yet. No. Well, there's no reason to. The show. Exactly. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, will Luke commune? Like, if they do a Luke, more Luke stuff, can he commune with Anakin? Can he commune with Yoda? Ben? Right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I want that. My gut tells me no. It's not about want. It's got to be done right. Um, But there's reasons. I mean, they've come back before. Every time Luke's kind of, I mean, Ben comes back to help Luke when he's, you know, in Empire. Return of the Jedi, he talks to him again. You know, right. so, you know so it, there's there's reasons for it. Now, we'll see. So, I thought it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Now, whether it's a book of Boba Fett, that's a conversation that doesn't even matter anymore. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, as long as I enjoy the show, and they did a lot in... Uh, now I do want this last episode to be an ass kicking, and I, I gotta think it will be with Rodriguez. I gotta think it's not gonna be. Well, I don't know. I, I hope so. I hope so too. I hope but so the too. first two episodes didn't seem to prove that. I was, you know, before the show started, I was super excited. Rodriguez was involved. I hope I'm not wrong. Right. That's where I stand now. Part of it too is you know, if this show was edited different where maybe stuff was more intercut between all these storylines, you know, and that, you know, like I think part of the challenge it had is you had four episodes of just Boba you know, in a desert, you know, two with none. <laughs> right. And then it, the other two without him. Right. So it's like, you know, if you intercut some of these things or maybe this um, happened earlier, you know, I don't know. Right. I don't know. There's ways, maybe if you shout it out to re-edit this stuff in a way that might have been a different way to take it linearly. But uh, Well, and also, and again, I know we covered this over text. Why is this dirty little know-nothing backwater the center of the Star Wars universe? And I'm talking about Tatooine. George well, so Lucas didn't want to go back there, and yet we keep going back there. He went back there. Fucking, he went back there for Return of the for Revenge of the Sith and... And yeah. for and I remember him saying, uh, his last shot, he's like, this is it. I'm not going back here again. And now he meant the desert, but he was also referring to tattooing. We're not coming back here. We're done. Then they went back there in The Last Skywalker. They've gone back there for this show. They've gone back there for The Mandalorian. I get it. Well, the last... The, there are more than six planets in the Star Wars Rise universe. of Skywalker was a tip at the end. Nothing else happened through the... Three trilogies. They just made a fake Tatooine. They went to they went to 
um, Jakku. Jakku. So that was just a fake. Which was basically Tatooine. Right. So, but it was just another one. So, right. Um, the point is, you know, uh, you, they went back here for Boba. I get it to clear debts. That, that makes sense for Boba Fett. I, I mean, for that particular character, it makes sense if that's where, you know, he got ripped off or whatever and he wanted some revenge because he was there, Return of the Jedi, you know. Um, clearly, it means meant something to Lucas and because they put Jabba there. They didn't have to have Jabba on Tatooine. Could have had him in another, could have had him in a Jakku. You know what I mean? Right. So that's, that's Lucas's fault. <laughs> they put all that shit around there. Maybe it's just a weird pull of the force. That's why Anakin was there. Who knows? Maybe there's some weird force thing. Um, but I think we'll move on at that point. I hope so. I'm ready to be done with Tatooine. Just give me a good story. So, all right. We've gone pretty long on this uh, particular episode. Michael, why don't you let the friends of our show know how they can talk to us about what we say? Well, what do you think? What do you think of this episode? What do you think of the series? What do you think about Tatooine? What do you think about CGI Luke? Let us know. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a page and a group at the KyberCast. And yes, I'm doing these things backwards. Uh, <laughs> changing things up was not intentional. But also, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast. Cool. Maybe, Michael, you put a poll out there asking, what would you actually call the series instead of a book of Boba Fett? <laughs> See what kind yeah, of answers That's a good idea. Get. I should do that. I will do that. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. And... You know, again, if you'd like to help out the show, go to patreon.com slash kybercast. You can get us some help there. But the best way to help the show, the most important way to help the show, is to go to your podcatcher and smash that subscribe button so that you get every episode. Hit those like buttons. I mean, I'm learning this stuff from the YouTubers. Like, this stuff really works. If you do hit the like buttons and you do subscribe, it does help our podcast get out to more people. Uh, it gets pushed up in that old piece of shit algorithm that's out there. For people but uh yeah do us a favor smash the subscribe button or if you like go to kybercast.com you can check out all of our shows there um every all all 131 episodes are online you can check out the store just get some cool gear at uh, kybercast.com shop if you'd like to do that um that's good enough for our plugs so next so. week next week the ultimate the finale of boba fett we will talk about it, um, and probably some Peacemaker too, right? Yeah, yeah. But anyways, the I'm penultimate Peacemaker. I'm I'm hoping uh, at the end of Book of Boba Fett that maybe they throw us a Obi Wan trailer that that's not there, but we'll see or something, something to hit it what the future is because I'm not sure when the next Star Wars thing's coming after the Book of Boba Fett. We have no actual. Thing. And nothing official has been said. Nothing official. But maybe they'll do, like you said, maybe at the end of uh, Boba Fett. They'll actually do a little quick teaser like they did at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. That's when we found out we were getting the Book of Boba. And I do, I scrub through every show to make sure there's not some ending thing and there hasn't so been. So do I, just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah, so. All right, well, we'll talk about all that and more next week. Until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.